Hi guys and welcome back to your Pretty For A podcast. I'm your host Iman. I'm Saba. And I'm Salma. Finally, she's back! <laughs> she's back! I know, I know we've taken um, a couple weeks break, but it's been really kind of good to regroup everything that's been going on. Exam stress, U-turn BS, Boris is or Oris nonsense going on. So, you know, with, with the world's politics and the way things are and quarantining this and I went on holiday as well and I've had to quarantine for two weeks. I went to Spain and it's just been a shambles. It's just been yeah, crazy. It really has. We all have been having our stuff going yeah. through our things. Busy, busy. Yeah. And um, it's nice that Salma is back for this episode, but it's going to be her last one with us, like, officially. Um yeah, Salma, what was what's yeah. how are you feeling? So what's... guys, I'm just taking a break uh at the moment from your pretty for a podcast. I will miss you all. I will miss you girls as well. Yeah, we miss you. Um, we all miss you. Yeah, I just wanted to take a break for a bit just to focus on other things, but I will definitely definitely be back as a guest. So you'll see me in the future. Yeah, 100%. We've got we've got loads coming up in the future that Salma is going to be involved in but just in terms of her permanently being you know as like part of the trio you won't see her as often and we get it like you know life and career change and this and this and in the economic climate that we're in now and the political climate that we're in now genuinely anything can change you can be given any opportunity and you have to take it Mm -hmm. you can't and it takes your time and it consumes you and you know you have sometimes you just have to focus on one thing you know yeah and, and 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 sometimes it's just not feasible to do everything that you love at one time because you have to focus on yourself and in your career and what your parents want you to do. So that beautifully leads me on to what we're going to be talking about today. And today we're going to be talking about pressures uh, in for culture. marriage within our culture. And it's funny because we've done a poll on our Instagram page um, for what people wanted to hear next. And the overwhelming majority said marriage pressure even though i wanted to talk about conspiracy theories here we <laughs> Listen, are keep that waiting keep that waiting because <laughs> we will be talking about the one percent and the elite don't worry um <laughs> imagine dying for that episode i really have but for honestly if i think about two months i've been saying it um so i wanted to throw a question out to you both what do you feel in terms of marriage pressures do you feel like it's there for you personally now that we are all approaching the age of 25 and it's funny because we um all met up for lunch not too long ago and we were all saying that we're not 25 yet but we feel like we're 25 yeah like- I'm, I'm, I'm already turned <laughs> yeah my mind is at 25 now <laughs> yeah. guys like 25 i feel like is one of those milestone ages mm-hmm. that your parents now actually see you like an expiry date yeah, um, it's a I shelf date. This is, this, is, this, is this is the year you get put on a shelf. Yeah. And they're like, oh, exactly. Marriage, now you're old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you know, oh my God, do you know what it reminds me of? I remember my friend, she was turning 25 like a year ago and she was proper, proper stressed. And I was like, why? I'm like, are you all right? It's just an age. She's like, babe, if I was an X Factor, I'd be on the over 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, oh my God. They were old. Yeah. 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 Could you imagine we'd. We'd actually be in the older group. No, but come on, they were two oldest people. Sorry. How can I be in the overs? I'm. I find myself like I'm not childish, but I'm a child. Do you know what I mean? I no. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? We're at that age now. Sorry to cut you What's off. One. We're at that age now, right? Where we have friends who are actually married with children. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then we have but friends also... who have to ask their parents if they can stay out. Yeah. Late. I also have friends that can't leave the house like after eight. It's actually crazy. Yeah. yeah. We're at that weird age. They have to ask their parents and our other friends what we've been to two baby showers, like just yeah. us like we know we know people Weddings, baby among showers, us three. Everything. But yeah. do you guys like it's you, crazy? But do you guys feel like there's that pressure to get married? I didn't used to like I didn't used to feel it, but I'm definitely I can feel it approaching. I can definitely feel feel it happening soon. Like I think mm. once I hit the twenty five, I can see a lot of people. And now that I've finished like university, 
A hundred percent. I can see people going, so we're done with the education. Yeah. What's going on? Where's the man? Because, you know, in our culture, I don't know why, as soon as they give you the diploma, there should be a man waiting for you at the end of the walk of the ceremony. That's, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, should yeah, happen exactly. in their mind. It's like degree in hand, ring yeah. in the other. Where's the guy? Were you not in university? Did you not try Did to find someone? Yeah. Leave me alone, honestly. <laughs> what about you, Sabah? To be honest, Less so from parents. I mean, I get always snide comments, but less so from parents, more from like extended family, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like when I went Iran, I got three like men just pop out of nowhere, like, hi. Yeah. Hi, I'm here. I'm <gasps> uh, can no I get to know you? And awaits. I was like, no, no, thank you. We barely speak the same language. Yeah. Uh, leave me alone. I won't give you a passport. Yeah. Stay where you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you so feel... I think from extended family definitely and family I get like oh you know it's, why don't you talk to anyone why don't you there's this guy he seems cool why don't you get to know him and I'm just like leave me alone I don't want it <laughs> yeah. don't chat to me yep. but Saba do you feel okay so uh, for those who don't know me and Salma are the eldest in our immediate families. Salma, you've got uh, mm. Saba, you've got two older sisters. So does that change yeah. because you've got two older sisters who I I know um, you might be no. saying who are not married? Um, had... my older sisters, my parents have given up. So they've like they've given up on them. So okay. they bring them people and they're like, no, every single time because everyone like wants to choose their own person. Yeah, of which course. Is fair yeah. enough. So my parents have kind of given up with them. So now they've like gone on. So they've reached their expiry date. <laughs> so now they they've come to the show and they're like, to me, I sound absolutely horrible right now, but I don't mean to. They obviously haven't reached their expiry. They're very young, but in our culture, that's what they. Yeah, know, in our culture, yeah. after twenty, that's. You know what? Probably white people are listening to this and they're like, wait, wait, am I hearing twenty-five yeah, yeah. or am I hearing forty-five? <laughs> yeah but it is it's crazy um yeah so now my parents like I said they like make comments they'll you know not in a not in a horrible way but just in a way like my mom doesn't have grandkids and she's in her 60s so she just gets a bit sad and feels left out so she's always like oh can't you just meet someone and have a kid and I'm just like leave me alone yeah no yeah my I'm telling you now my hips are not ready to move that that fast my my ovaries are not ready to ovulate so no I'm not no I'm not ready to have yeah no thank you no to be honest for me there's never been a I've never had a proposal I've never had marriage pressures I've never had I mean you get stupid women, yeah, and I don't mean to call them stupid, but they are stupid. Call who, them out, yeah. Who tried to go to my call mom and say like, "Oh, Dragon. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a son." <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what I mean. You know this is what I mean. Is? Extended family. Yeah. Like, so my mom's my mom's had to G check a couple women in her time, and I remember one time I was at a wedding in Morocco, and this woman, yeah, she's at she's family friends. She's been eyeing me up since I was about 10. Ew. Sc- I, oh, I God. Know, I know, I know, I know. I hate And um, <laughs> she's like, you know, my son, like, I know he's looking for someone. And who better than Aisha's daughter? Who better, Iman, you know? And my mum literally put her in her place so quickly. I was like, thank you, mum. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah, since then, I haven't really... I mean, she tried again, the same woman with the same guy. And it was just it was just getting really weird. So, um, Oh, God. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever been that close to, like, having something as weird as that happened to me in terms of marriage pressures. But I don't feel like mm. I've had it at all. The, but You're... I think... Marriage pressures are, I've put certain pressures on myself from myself, Mm, but I haven't, my dad has never wanted to speak to me about marriage and about Mm, dating and about, like, he's so, like, my dad doesn't like to talk about a lot of things, let's put it that way, Mm. marriage certainly will never be one of them, never, ever, ever, like, I cannot be married until I'm, like, 50, 55, even, 60, and my dad will still never ask me why I'm not married, like, he's that awkward. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so so I just feel like I feel like I don't have those pressures from 
my parents necessarily or from my immediate or extended family because they know that my mum will put them in their place because they've seen my mum put them in their place but now it's like I'm like hmm like yo like my actual friends like my family settling down and I'm gonna be real I don't I don't want to get married for marriage I actually want to get married just to have kids like I just want Interesting. Yeah. I just want I just want kids. I want children. I don't want to be um a mature mum. So would you have kids as soon as like you have the wedding? A one thousand. Really? Yeah, you don't want to have like a break? No, I won't care. Well I would I'm not gonna lie, I'd love to travel the world for like a year. I would the thing is yeah. I would want yeah, to break I would want to break, I would want to travel the year, but then I should have met a guy three years ago. You're like, so you are thinking about the pressure all the time. <laughs> you are. At the end of it, you're thinking of my age. Yeah, like I want, I want, yeah. I want maybe two kids before thirty. Okay. Oh wow. You can pop out twins. I mean, I'll mess you up, but you can pop out twins. Yeah. But... <laughs> so if I want, so if I want two kids before thirty, and I have to be married before I have kids, and I'm going to be twenty five in November, you lot can do the math. Yeah, when you work it back, he needs I mean, to be here what? yesterday. <laughs> he needs to be here yesterday. Pardon? Yeah, I said he needs to be here yesterday. He, he needed to be here last week, last ages month. ago. Yeah. So then I just feel like, okay, so obviously I can't be a young mum then, which really mm. makes me sad. That's alright. You're gonna be. A yeah, mom. I get that. It's like not yeah, being ready for marriage, but. Mm. You will be a hot mom. You're not gonna one hundred percent age that much, but in Charlie, you'll you, be fine. You've got, you've got those North African genes. You're not gonna age. Yeah, but Sabah, I, st- I still want. I, I, I would have. I mean, I know it's not gonna happen now, but well, I mean, Lot Alam could happen. Lot Alam means, yeah, like, no, don't, if God wills, yeah, but, don't say it won't. Yeah, if 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 it was up to me, I would have met somebody by now and even if i'm not married to them maybe marrying like potentially the next year or so so hopefully we oh, would have wow. dated we would have already you know and, and then if i was there. to get ma- but i can't just get married in the next year to someone mm. that i'm gonna meet right. i mean it has to for me that- for me it's a bit different i would want like i would want to be settled in my career a little bit or at least i've like mm. had a stepping stone where I know my this is like the career I want and this is the direction I'm going in like have a bit of security within myself for that and I want to have lived on my own as well for at Mm -hmm. least you know a year before I start thinking about marriage or that kind of thing for me it's more so I want to feel fully independent within myself and I can depend Mm. on myself before I can depend like not depend but before I can like have a, a whole marriage do you know what I mean yeah. it's not it's not easy it's it's um interesting actually because you bring up a few points there so you bring up career you bring up moving out and you bring up you know a different type of independence now for me personally my mum has expressed very clearly that she does not want me to move up before I get married. I don't know if that's a North African thing. No, it's a cultural thing. Is sure. it a cultural thing? No, no, sure. It's a cultural thing because really? Arabs are the same, Iranians are the same. But I well, think specifically me, for girls, like girls yeah, of course, specifically for girls. But I think like living in a different city or like living, you know, I've made it very clear that the, these are my demands before I get married to my parents, <laughs> so they know if they want a grandkid, I'm gonna move out. They gonna have to let you out. <laughs> yeah. And that is something I've like definitely made sure for myself that that is what I want. Because, you know, for 25 years, I've lived at home. I've like, luckily, you know, I I don't pay rent. I, you know, have dinner with my family every night. I don't feel a sense of independence as much as I want. I am, of course, independent, but not at the level I want. So, and I want to be able to like live on my own and care for myself and all of that and have just some time for myself before I go and live with a whole other person that whole other I'm going to be with all the time and a yeah. guy a whole guy man I mean I can I completely understand where I, I completely get what you're saying and I guess everyone's situation and personal situation is different and where I feel like I get a lot of freedom and where my um it's just me my mum and my sister and a lot of the time they're always out and they stay over at friends all the time and I actually have the house to myself quite often so yeah I think that I I 
I would be okay and I am okay with not moving out until I get married because sis it's expensive to, to yeah. move out by yourself in London and in these times and I don't really and truly I don't want to move out and pay someone else's rent I want to move out and and buy a place I don't want to have to you know rent out a small one bedroom or a small studio flat when mm. I can stay at home in that time and save up more and and have enough for a deposit but I think it's interesting the point that you also brought up about career as well because I think that commonly we as a culture we always forget to place enough value on career I feel like they do they do place value on education Mm -hmm. Mm, I feel like I feel like um you know particularly in our communities and and progressive Iraqi Iranian progressive Moroccan communities progressive Algerian communities uh, especially amongst women it's so important for women to have an education so if you go to your parents and say I want to continue to PhD level and this nine times out of ten they're not going to say no mm. however after academia they don't really care as much for a career as much as they do for marriage I don't really know yeah. why that is um and it's something that I would like to unpack do you guys have like any kind of idea where you think that stems from or like why why do we not place on career as we do for marriage or place as much pressure on academia as we do so from what i've seen in our culture i think it's very much because of the patriarchal system that we're in because mm. when a guy is like 35 also from our cultures and you know has a job and he's not married yet it's like oh he's just you know He's just waiting to find the right girl. He's just working up the ladder. Da, 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 da. But then I know these girls who are literally working to be doctors or are doctors. Mm. And it doesn't mean anything. It's like, oh, but poor her. She's not She's married. She's not married. Yet. Yeah. And it's like, come on, yeah. like, that's a whole life. They feel sorry yeah. for her. She's, saving she's a whole ass doctor. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. God, may God help her find yeah. a husband. It's like, hold on. It's not a sad thing that she's not married. She just hasn't found the guy yet. Yeah. But can we please pay some, you know, she might not want to get married right like i think i think we need to you know i think we need to normalize that genuinely this is going to sound controversial but if it wasn't for religion i don't think i would even get married like i don't i don't see it as like the be all or end all do you know what i mean Mm. i think just because of like culture and family and religion and pressures i would get married of course but like marriage is just I'm conflicted sometimes I'm like yeah marriage is great I think I would want to do that but other times I feel like now we just live in a society that marriage there's just not that pressure for it anymore but bear in mind when when people are moving in with each other and living together and all of that yeah it's I I do I mean I guess it is a different kind of commitment but if it wasn't for if it wasn't for culture and religion then I would like to move in with my you know with my partner before I would get married okay that I actually agree with because you don't know someone till you don't know someone until you live with them travel with them and you know and business yeah yeah that that, there's a hadith that says that and I actually do agree with that if it wasn't for religion yeah. yeah if it wasn't for religion and culture ideally I would actually move in with my partner and travel with my partner and then get married but Mm. I do firmly believe in the institution of marriage I believe in what it stands for I believe in the beauty of it I still believe in marriage and I think that we live in a society that doesn't believe in marriage irrespective of what culture and religion you're from but when we're talking about marriage pressures we actually do have to think about the wider community as well like the marriage of pressure that marital pressure is there for our cultures and our communities but it's decreasing at an exponential rate in other communities and other cultures of course and it's and it's it's interesting to see the differences between that because back in the day you know it was it was it was normalized now it's so crazy for people who are not from our cultures and from our backgrounds to see a 20 year old get married my sister the other day had a wedding the girl's 19 Oh my god you know so she's young. she's super young but she's 
you know, she's at a position where she feels as though yeah she can and she yeah. wants to and there's yeah those society pressures and I completely get it and I completely understand and it's not something that's wild to us but it is wild in terms of the the city that we live in mm. the country that we live in look we have we have friends that have gotten married very young and have you know kids now and everything and it's worked out for them young marriage it works out for some people it's not you know um it's not necessarily a bad thing but mm. I think you have to be kind of you have to have that mindset of really wanting that and the other person obviously has to really want it and like you know that it's something you're going to commit to and work on and you know if it's yeah. something you want then who's and it will succeed it has a you know high percentage of it succeeding then who's not to say you know who are we to say that that's wrong or anything yeah I know obviously when I'm talking young marriage I'm talking like 20 but yeah. um and I think I think for me personally as well I don't know about you guys but subconsciously um I think I'm I'm actually re- I, I believe in marriage and I want marriage for myself but I'm subconsciously I'm so scared of it I'm so afraid what makes you scared I think because I've seen so many failed marriages around me mm. um and I think that my mom has valued so much on like education and career and you know those kind of prospects as opposed to marriage prospects so because I get you know mixed with there not being pressure and mixed with so many failed marriages around me I'm so skeptical of it Mm. but I, I still believe it and I I still think there's beauty in it and it's part of my religion and culture and it's amazing and it's so beautiful to witness and I love going to weddings and that type of thing um me and Salma the other day she came around and we were literally talking about weddings and looking up different Moroccan weddings and Moroccan music and that type of thing so it's not like it's not something that I haven't thought about of course I have but I'm I'm shit scared I'm not gonna lie to you lot like I'm yeah so scared Uh, it's gonna I agree yeah it's it's I agree I think it's less about Sorry, it's less about I think failing, failing, um, and more about kind of reaching this idea that I have in my head and not yeah. reaching that. Like for me, like you're saying, you like you've been around a lot of failed marriages. I it's for me, it's quite the opposite. Where I've been around my parents' marriage, who they've been married for you know over like almost forty years, mm. and it's like you know their marriage. It scares me because it's that it's so good. Yeah, like, I'm scared that you know it's pressure. It's yeah. pressure that I have to kind of live up to this. Yeah, this idea that I have in my head, like this level of amazingness. My grandparents had a really amazing marriage as well on both sides. So it's like I'm like I just it's really scary for me in that sense where I I want it to be so successful and I want it to be so great that I need to really kind of reach my expectations of myself mm. whether that be career mental health all these kinds of things really make sure I'm a solid person on my own before I bring another person into my life and create that together so mm. I think that's where it kind of stems for me the fear it's so interesting that we both have fears but oh like we come from completely different places so like you said that not only is it your parents but it's your grandparents me my grandparents on both sides failed marriages. That's crazy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, on both sides. So my granddad and my grand—I mean, my the last time my granddad saw me, um, no, I think he saw me when I was born at the hospital, and then he died when I was one. But I mean, they, my grandma, and my granddad broke up a long time before my mum even got married, and he married another woman etc etc and then from my paternal side so my grandma actually got married to my granddad's brother and then Mm. he passed away and then she married my granddad so it was Mm. custom back in back in the day that you would marry the brother of it so for example if you became a widow you would marry the brother so that's what my grandma done and then he was he went and had so many women after he left my grandma and got married a bunch of times afterwards so growing up I was around men who were playboys and who had affairs from 
you know, literally from my dad to both granddads and the women were so strong and matriarchal households and just all women. So I think that growing up, when you see that subconsciously, that's what you feel like the real world is. That's what you feel like the real world is. And that's, and you know what's so mad? I feel like that's what my relationships have been. I feel Mm. like in my relationships, I place so much value on what I bring to the table and my worth. And I've been so scared with being with somebody who is super, super successful, who I have been with. And I'm like, oh my God, no, but he does this and he does this and he earns this and he earns this. And I don't match that at all. So I need to make sure I'm, I'm bringing this to the table and this to the table and this to the table. It's like, listen, I am enough. Mm. But I think it's just that subconscious mm. thinking that that he's going to go or he's going to cheat or he's going to, you know, yeah. I don't know what life trap that is. I don't know. It sounds like you, almost like a mistrust. Like you've seen it so much. You're just waiting for them to like leave almost. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's so interesting how your psychology mm. as a kid always affects you in the future. It's actually mad. Mm. It's really mad. What about you, Salma? Have yeah. you, like, what's my, your views on? My fear, kind of, not similar to you guys, but potentially. So I have two situations. One thing is, I'm very, very, like, I think about consequences all the time and I overthink everything. Mm. So my thing is, I don't analyse someone enough and I pick the wrong one. Like, that's one of my mm. fears, is I end up picking the wrong guy and then one day I'm like oh my god I shouldn't have married this one right uh but that's you can get over that the second one I had to kind of deal with is I'm a big romantic so like I over romanticized marriages for like ages like I also think they're beautiful I completely agree with Mm -hmm. a man like I completely for them I love what they stand for I also love weddings but I think in my head it was like you're gonna find your missing piece and your half and da, da. and at the end of the day it's not like that it's your you're two humans you're both flawed you're both trying to come together to have this like unity but it doesn't mean you both have to be mind readers it doesn't mean it has to be like all this movie type of love it's going to be hard yeah that doesn't yeah, no, last no, no. And forever it's all like fed through us to the media and films it's not real and like the thing I had to understand and witness as well is it's hard work and it's a lot of compromising because before everyone would be like to me, mm. you don't need to change or he doesn't need to change. Like everyone, you just get to know each other and you just accept each other. And yeah, but at the same time for you to have a long lasting marriage, I think like Iman was saying, when I've seen like failed relationships, they're usually because one person is just like, well, I've had enough or I'm not changing and move on. And sometimes if you want to stick through it maybe you have to change a bit but again that worries me as well so it's just a lot of that really yeah I think that it's it's important to kind of highlight that if you and recognize as well and I'm included in this by the way like I need therapy I'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) I can't go into a marriage everyone honestly it was like oh when I make a million all my boys are getting therapy yeah <laughs> it's so true I love that it's so true like I actually need therapy and I was saying to Sabwa we were literally talking about this um recently and um I was saying to her like if I was to get back with any of my exes or anything like that because honestly I-, I already done told you that I should have met a guy yesterday so I'm about it i'm not even joking <laughs> but if i do go back there or if he decides you know whatever i need therapy we need to go to marriage counseling before we decide that this is what we want to do because i need to know yeah i need to know what you're and this is to any guy out there like in the future if i end up with that person and we and you propose to me one of the conditions, one of the things, you know, you know, in the Islamic marriage, you know, as women, if anyone you're gonna write, know, you can write therapy. whatever you want. What the one of the top things <laughs> is gonna be? We need to go to therapy before we we have a wedding. A and B, I need to have therapy at least once every two months or three months or so, whatever it might be, because I need to ensure and make sure that we're both mentally psychologists. Uh, Oh my god! I, w- I was going to say psychologically stable, <laughs> mentally and psychologically yeah. stable. It's not just that; it re- it like opens a space yes. for you both to communicate without pressure. Like because opening communication with a partner can get a bit awkward. Like bringing it up, like oh, we need to communicate that, or like 
realizing that there's a problem and then being like let's you know talk about that as well that can that can be a bit awkward or whatever so going to like I see what you're saying Iman like going to couples therapy when you're married it's good because it releases that space where you can kind of air out everything and you can say what's like troubling you and like get through it but I think there's such a massive stigma about couples therapy therapy in general when it comes to men as well and that's why there's like such a big high percentage Mm. of like you know mental health um especially amongst you know anxiety and stuff and suicide rates amongst men we've done a great episode uh with Ty and we spoke about well I mean in particular that episode we spoke about black men's mental health but men's mental health is such an important and prevalent issue that we need to start talking about especially amongst women and particularly in our societies and, and especially, especially amongst, amongst marriage, marriage yeah, sure. yeah amongst marriage as well there's such a pressure about like men and getting married like in our cultures of like you have to have yeah, a house you have, have a... to have a degree you have to have a yeah. you know a really high paying job yeah, and the girl and has done and nothing and it's so like, true what, what and you she's, said like when, just when, expecting example, it from that end. And I don't think we get it that much in Moroccan culture, like in today's day and age, but I know, Saba, you'll have it in your culture. I know, especially it's in South Asian culture, massively. But like when there's a girl and there's a guy who's trying to pursue her, it's immediately, what degree does he have? Does he have a house? Does he have a car? Does he have this? Does he have this? Who's his family? Where does he come? You know, this, where does his family yeah. uh, do? What's his family surname? La, 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 la. I know it's in Middle Eastern yeah. culture and it's especially prevalent in South Asian culture. Like, uh, like very, very, like, it's still there. Like, mm. badly still there. And the pressures that it has on men is crazy. And, and we have to be honest with ourselves as women as well like we can't start demanding certain things for men when it's not as easy for men anymore that you don't have yourself yeah it works for some people if you want those traditional gender roles and that's what you guys agree on and whatever um at the end of the day it's none of my business but i think we should put like the same value in having a job trying to buy your own property trying to you know um succeed in your career and put emphasis on your education and getting a master's on getting a phd on all these things that mm. they're so excited about when a man comes along um you should put that same pressure on girls as well not even pressure I because think, that affects I, I think, a bit yeah the same value to say yeah i think i think it, there is a certain value with that and i think it Honestly, it depends on the generation that you're in. Um, and our parents' generation, some of them have it, some of them don't. But mm. certainly our generation, most of it, most of us do. So yeah, I think we're lucky. Yeah, I hope I think that it's just it's just a thing that's just gonna get better with time. Like I can't expect every single auntie and uncle to understand that I would prefer to wait a bit longer get my career get my buy my own house before I get married and like for some of them it's a foreign concept because to them it's yeah. like nah bro why are you doing that a man can do that do you know what I mean yeah. especially in Morocco there's some <laughs> of my aunties in Morocco they literally look at me as if I'm some old hag old hag yeah who's got like some nasty expiry date, who is just out here on the streets being dragged left, right and center, who is just some crazy hoe or just just doesn't want to get married and just I just want to be frivolous and I just want to go out and I just want to wear what I want and I'm just some black sheep. So what family. If, you, if that's true? So what if that's true? I don't, no, I don't I know. know. So what because- if that's I mean, because if you're true, a man, they would be like, he's having fun. Boys will be boys. Yeah, that's the point. It's the culture and the patriarchy. It's all like, but the girl is she wifey? Why is she not moving? Why is she not home? Why is she not? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you when, have to when they come over, yeah. they always oh. have to be ready. Listen, always I make a point when when we have guests. I don't serve. I don't bring like. I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to bring. No, listen, listen. I serve, I serve dinner, right? That, I'd obviously do that. But you know, when it comes to tea, 
I just don't do tea because tea, really? I don't know, it's like it's like alarm bells for them. They're like, wifey, wifey, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I've heard. So, and my mum, whenever yeah. there's like, not in my house, if it's in my house, obviously I'll serve, but if we're like, if we're somewhere and it's a big thing, then um, my mum's like, don't serve because that's what girls do. They'll walk down around everyone and they'll serve each person tea as a like an exhibition, like look at me. Yeah, I've heard so my mom always too. tells me sit down because don't look desperate. She's like, like my kid's not doing that. You. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when guests come over, I literally have to eat their leftover food in the corner of the kitchen, and I can't be seen. I can't be heard. Yeah, honestly, I, I hide. Be, I'm yeah. I have to be like the, the waitress of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh like, my I'm god, I have the funniest girl. story, guys. I'm not allowed to commentate. So... Nothing. I have the funniest story. It's actually about my older sister. Mm. So she's like reached expiry date level, right? And that's what we're um, calling it. <laughs> and and um, she she used to work for a skincare brand. And um, this lady came up to her and she was like to her, oh, like, how old are you? What do you do? What's your name? And like, she got like really annoyed because she know this, knows this lady and she knows she has a son and she knew she, where she was going with it. And she just straight up went, and she worked at the skincare brand, and she goes, um, I sell soap <laughs> to the woman <laughs> as her job. And the woman, like, just looked at her, she's like, yeah, I sell soap. That's what I do for a living. And the woman was just like, oh, okay, that's fine. And she just literally ran away. And then, Really? I thought she'd and be then like, Zainab... oh, it's fine, yeah, we love a bit of soap. Yeah. No, no, no. And then Zainab went and told my mom, and my mom was like, why are you embarrassing me? She's like, <laughs> why would you do this? You're making it sound like you stand at the like at the front of the market, like shouting yeah. out who wants soap. Yeah, hi, yeah. Would you like dove today? So <laughs> no, it was so bad. Yeah, it it's really so sad funny. that it's really sad obviously that men don't have certain expiry dates because I got certain cousins, yeah. Hmm. They were pushing 35 hmm. before they decided that they wanted to sell. But down. also, but guys, it's that's you, fine though. That should be fine. Yes, but also we have to remember we have the biological clock, and that's the reason a lot of people are like, "Come on, where are the kids?" Honestly, I feel like True. to an extent, it's a bit bullshit. My mom had me at like 40. <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> listen my mom had me up for you of course there's issues you will have complications and stuff like that but I, I do you can freeze your eggs babes like there's so many things and why do we put so much there's so many girls out there who don't want to even get like they don't even want kids yeah. Yeah. and the thing is it's like I think as well the whole issue about oh you have to have you have to get married so you can have kids you have to get married so you can have kids some people just genuinely don't want kids like it's not even a mm. thing of like yeah, but it's such you a know, pressure for they women. They can't though. have kids or whatever. They just genuinely don't want them because they want yeah, to. It's such a foreign concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's such a foreign concept. Like, yeah, no, no. And it should yeah, be that course. should be allowed. And honestly, until like until a couple of years ago, I didn't want kids. I was like, you, you know me, Aman. I was staunch against that. I don't want children. I don't want children. Now I'm like, okay, maybe one. <laughs> maybe <laughs> if if, if it, God makes that happen, cool. That's great it'll be but a i would i would adopt but, as well and i want of course, to yeah adopt. i would be so happy so, to I could, adopt. so i could still have two kids before yeah 30. you can you know what after i watched lion i was like i will be more than happy to adopt if i can't have kids like i'll literally adopt two kids i don't yeah. i'll adopt like i'll have two of my own and adopt, and adopt two more like i don't mind yeah I'm, yeah i think I'm, the definitely i think the concept of like adopting and stuff is like I think it should be normalised a lot more within our cultures as well. Mm. A lot um, I think it's quite normal in Morocco. Well, I don't know. I, for, for, for what I've seen, anyway, I think it is quite normalised. Um, adoption. I've seen, but I feel like it's very hushed. Do you know what I mean? It's like yes, still a it bit of a taboo subject. Yes. Like, it's not, it's not something that people are, like, willing to share very easily. Like, yeah. it's still something that's like, oh a bit foreign and like yeah. people will say insensitive things people will make out like horrible things they will say the wrong stuff so i just there's a lot of stuff i think that needs to be dismantled a lot of yeah. stuff that needs to be talked about and i think within our generation and like our friends who are having kids now it's going to be a lot different i hope yeah. so anyway. well i hope so and I, and I know that you know i've got friends who 
are raising are gonna be raising amazing sons amazing daughters i know they're gonna be emotionally intelligent well versed and i'm i have faith in our generation in terms of raising the next generation Mm. but it's just annoying for the people that haven't gotten married and the pressures that we still have of modern day society and the like cultural pressures of getting married having kids and it's like bro like do you know how expensive having a kid is in this society in today's age like in london like and also, particularly, you know, women like us who, you know, value careers, value value academia. Do you know how much of a taboo it is to put your child in, like, to have a nanny and, and shit like that? And, like, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that extra help. I ain't cooking and cleaning and looking after kids and doing housework, but also trying to be wifey, but also trying to work. And I ain't doing all of that. Hell to the no. I'm going to get help. But do you know how much of a taboo that is? To have like a yeah, nanny and to have this, to have this, to have this. And obviously I want to be in a position where I'm able to afford that so I can be sane. And I think mm. that I think that too often, you know, the, us as women from our cultures are expected to do flipping everything. And we have to mm. be the woman of the house, the cook, the, the maid, the perfect wifey who looks amazing and who looks beautiful, but is also a career woman. And, and I think that the men of today you know, there's that added expectation from us as well. Like, don't get me wrong. There's so much pressure for men, but do you know how much pressure there is for women? Mm-hmm. Like, these days, a man will be like, nah, we're going half and half for everything and this and this, and a woman has to have this and a woman has to have that. But, bro, I actually have to give you a child, you know? Yeah. That is hard. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I know as a man, you have pressures to do certain things, but you don't have to do half the certain things that I have to do. You don't have to deal with half of the physical pain that I have to deal with and that is just on a monthly basis that comes to us as a menstrual cycle let alone having a (laughs) child then when we have a child when we have to breastfeed when we have to pump out milk when we have like it's a lot for us to deal with plus everything else plus financial expectations Mm. nah I'm not on it I'm actually not on it do you know what it is that's why I was saying before about marriage like the value of it has kind of changed because it's not what it was advertised, you know, in our parents' generation. It's so different. It's like morphed into its own new thing now, like this new age marriage, what you see. Mm. So like I think it's just it's just so different. It's almost like it was easier back then because everyone kind of had their own role. Not necessarily a bad thing, it's a good thing, I think. But it's de- it's definitely a lot harder because it's, you know, new territory it's uncharted territory so I think with everything you're saying you're completely right I think it was completely easier back then when roles were so much more defined but it's that doesn't I don't think that necessarily means it was right I think we should put the hard work in to find out how we can make it work now when there's like a more equal balance and where the woman is able to if she wants to work work and like you know build a career for herself and it's important for kids to see a mother who's like you know working and seeing a father who's like supportive of that and also I mean but if she doesn't want to do that that's okay as well and if they have that dynamic where you know they they're okay with having more traditional roles that's okay too I think it all depends on the couple don't you think don't you think that we live in a society that bashes that yeah of course people bash um you know housewives all the time people bash you if you're a house husband and you're at home and you look after the kids and your wife works but baby like, the other way the society will always have something to say yeah no literally even if you're like even if you're a working mom they'll be like oh my god you don't care about your kids enough to look after them you have to exactly. get a job and then it's like okay but then if i don't have a kid why don't you have a kid that doesn't make any sense you haven't fulfilled your role as a woman and then you have a kid and you stay at home and it's like okay but you're so lazy you can't even work either way you're not going to win like in the society whatever you do is wrong always yeah so you just comparison is honestly like the worst thing you can ever do and so i think if you have within your own partnership like your own defined rules and you make your own you know set of choices you have your own plan for yourselves and that works for you then do whatever the hell you want to do and don't listen to like what society tells you because every single marriage is different every single relationship is different 
every single person is different if it works that you know you're the one who looks after the kids and you stay at home and your husband works and that works for you if you're a husband and you it works out better that you're the one who stays home and your wife is the one who works just because that works better in terms of your personalities or whatever then that's fine as well (laughs) i'm the one that pushed the baby out so (laughs) yeah you push the baby out but that's fine let's say you stay at home for a year whatever and then you want to get back to your career but your husband is more I don't know better domestically or he doesn't earn as much as you and he can take the slack at home I guess it is better than having a nanny and if they're willing to do that or if they they work from home and they're willing to do that why is I don't I don't see that as being a bad thing Uh, growing up I went through phases where my dad was a stay-at-home dad and my mom worked and my mom worked and uh and my dad worked and my mom was a stay-at-home mom so I've seen them both working and I've seen them both being like the kind of sole parent of the household yeah I guess when you put it that way I mean look at the end of the day when you are married to someone it's for better for worse so if he's in a situation where I can work and he it's better for him to stay at home then 1000% he needs to sit as our son and he needs to go get some cooking lessons and he needs to start uh, do you know what I mean I need to come home yeah of course dinner on the table do you know what I mean babe (laughs) (laughs) the tables need to be turned so no, yeah. I, I completely get that. And I think that when we're looking at gender roles and when we're looking at kind of specifying what it is that, what, what our needs are, just as women, just as women of colour, just as women who come from certain religions and certain backgrounds and certain cultures that expect us to be a certain way, just start to challenge them, which I think, to be honest, we are. Salma, I know you are. Sabra, I know you are. But mm. I think that those pressures do still exist and and you know I feel like someone someday that like I've had certain family members that will try to indirect me do you know what I mean it will come out eventually through some kind of satire or through some kind of joke like oh come on man when are you gonna get married or this or that and the other and it's it's annoying mm-hmm. because I uh, you know I could be at, at a function and someone will be like oh well Inshallah, which basically means like, oh, God willing, Iman has the same type of luck for marriage. You know, loosely translated. Yeah, that's always said. And it's like, why are you wishing well. me luck to get married? Do you know what I mean? Like, I want you to as well. I'm just trying to find the right guy. It's not about, yeah. I'm not repelling it. Do you know what I mean? Like, why, you, why don't you just wish me luck just like... Just I'm, he- I'm healthy for life. Yeah. For like for health. Pray for me for to get that job. For prosperity, for everything. Pray for me to be on six figures. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how dare you uh, say to me, like, well, I hope you have the same type of luck. Are you flipping dumb? Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Go on. What is like the worst place you've ever like been approached by a lady about marriage? Do you know what I mean? Worst place. Yeah. Well, I've only been approached one place. So, mum was at that wedding, and it was so embarrassing because we were on a table of. In Morocco, we have like tables of ten. I think I knew about three people on that table. The rest were just looking at me. I think I think mine was at a mosque, which is quite awkward. Because mm, really everyone you guys, mine in a second. Yeah. But I didn't know. I knew afterwards. My mum came up to me and she was like, "Oh, some lady that you know, she knows the family." She was like, "Oh, is Selma of like age yet?" And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, just for her son." I'm like, "Who is she? I didn't even see her." <laughs> Who are you? And then she was like, "Yeah, she just knows of you. Like, she knows of us. So she doesn't need to like know anymore." She's like, "Are you that?" I'm like, "What? Are you <laughs> right? Need to know are anymore. you My girl said, "Like, we're going to four parts, literally." And I'm like, "We're going to a voting." No, my mom, my mom, like she held, she held it down. She was like, "No, honey, she's not. She's." I was, I think I was like 20 at the time. She's like, "No, no, no. She's focused on her education." I was excused and like back in the day. So it was just like, no. Now, now it's. Now, now it's like, like come to the house. Selma, Selma, where are you? Come. No, but like, there's a lady inquiring. Right? They say that, but at the same time, listen, I know everyone's. Here's the thing. You know, when like you are on a standard, i.e., alhamdulillah, I have a master's, I have a degree now, all that stuff. Obviously, if someone comes that isn't up to standard, my parents are going to be like, no thanks. Like, no. But mm. at the same time, it's still annoying that people are like, 
I don't know. I don't really vibe with the whole approaching my parents because I don't know who you're bringing. I don't know who the guy is. Yeah. is yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can come and talk to me all you like, but I don't know what your son's like. He's probably not like you. I'm not marrying you. I think. Yeah, it's what true. About you, I think. The oh, the worst place I've had ever bare married. Listen, I'm not gonna lie, I've actually had bare people oh approach God. me. And now I've made no, 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 I've made a rule where I don't actually attend any function for the last two years. I have not attended any Arab or Iranian function. What, they, I, I think they've, I think they just think that I've gone missing. Like, I don't know, <laughs> they just think Iqbal just like lost a daughter. So yeah i don't go my sisters don't really go either but when i went to iran i went to a funeral and this lady chased me around the funeral a basically. funeral a funeral wait, wait, define people were crying and this woman was trying to marry me off to her husband no, uh, sorry not her, husband, husband. Not her, husband. <laughs> her brother her brother excuse me her brother and it was so oh my god it was so no, so she's, embarrassing she's actually but to be honest in iran it's like it's not even me it's the passport they're like you can get my son out you can get my brother out That's please so funny. <laughs> how can you they say want like they want the bus passport. board it's the bus no, board they want iran, the bus board do we have that Salma? yeah visa for sure for sure do we still have that i don't yeah. know i haven't been in a while <laughs> yeah i mean i guess we do yeah yeah i just don't There's attend a whole um, about it it goes weddings it's, anymore it's called that it's called that don't need passport when kazan marseille and it's basically saying <laughs> can i have a visa and a passport from casablanca to marseille <laughs> so, um, oh my god it's really it's, <laughs> it's a, a it's a, a national song i just remembered 90 day fiance and there's this oh. guy and he's like going with this woman who's like literally 20 years older than him and she like looks like she's gonna eat him like she is I'm, Can okay. I just say, 90 Day Fiance, yeah, if anyone's watching Nicole and Azin, so Azin's the Moroccan guy and Nicole's the um, American girl, it's, uh, honestly, 90 Day Fiance is one of my favourite shows ever. <laughs> ever, have you ever. Watched, have you watched the Jordanian guy and the Black American yeah! girl? That was a mess. <laughs> Did you watch it, Sabah? I haven't seen it, no. No, you don't understand. Listen, he's from Jordan, like, as in she came to Jordan and she's a black woman and she's a rapper and she, like, was a stripper. What? And yeah, and she comes What's to she Jordan. doing? She comes to Jordan to, like, marry him, isn't it? The interaction with his parents, and they don't speak a word of English, so she's screaming at her in Arabic. <laughs> it was insane. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. And she oh went my God, to, no. They had a massive argument because as soon as she landed, she had a bottle of vodka or Hennessy, I can't remember. And she gave it to him. She was like, oh, this is for you. He's like, I don't drink. <laughs> and then he got oh my so God. mad. He was cussing. Was he was calling out Mara. Everything. It was so funny, yeah. Sabah. No, my fa- listen, listen. I'm no, so I need to watch it. Off topic, but my favourite bit is, you know when he goes to his mum's house, yeah. And she didn't want to be on camera, but then they're having a dispute in front of his dad, and she says something like, Oh, I don't know if I want to become Muslim or whatever. And he goes to her, baby, baby. And she's like, Don't call me baby. I call it, I feel like it's really patronizing. The mom jumps in and she's like, Listen, if he wants to call you baby, you are his baby. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. Amazing. Oh my god, I'm dead. And there was a one of my favorite bits. Sorry, this is gonna be the last night in if you want to reference, I promise. <laughs> But Nicole and Azin, they're in Morocco and they, um, they're they looking at different wedding venues and stuff. Anyway, so then they go to his house, what, his mum's house, and then they get someone to come in. So in Moroccan um, culture, in uh, how our weddings are, we have this woman called Negefa that comes in and this person, you can rent dresses from her because it's custom for us to wear, you know, three, four, five dresses at a wedding. So we have a lot of changes. So obviously, because it can get quite costly, you can rent these dresses. Anyway, so this woman comes in and obviously she's trying to um, uh, get different dresses for Nicole to try on. And then they bring in... I remember this. They bring in the people do, who do the slot of slim. So there's, yep. this, so there's this... In Chance. Morocco, there's this chant and it's quite long. Um, it's probably, what, like a minute? Yeah, you I keep repeating it. Yeah, it's long, it's long. Yeah, so when the bride comes in, you do the slot, slam, yeah. and it's it's a long chant. Anyway, so they come in, yeah. So Nicole and Azin are sitting down, the camera crew, everything. They come in and they start doing the chant, and then they do the at the end, and then yeah, <laughs> and then Nicole asks Azin, she goes, she goes, 
oh, so what was that? What were they saying? I just didn't know what to say in it. He just froze. He was like, oh, they just said hi. (laughs) 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 And it's like a whole two-minute introduction for them to just say hi. Like, and the girl. Oh my god, how do you explain that though? I had to try and find the video so we could put it up on the page. No, you have to. It was honestly, oh, no. it was honestly one there of was... the funniest episodes I've ever watched on TV ever in the history. There was there was there was another Arab one. I don't know. I think he might have been Moroccan or Egyptian. I can't remember. But the woman was a lot older than him, and they go into um they go to buy dresses, and they go into the place and the. <laughs> the girl the like shop the shop assistant is like looking at him and looking at her and then she looks at him and she's just like i can't remember what she says but she says something like congratulations in a really sarcastic way yeah and she just understands like this is a whole green card situation yeah but oh my god it's so funny he's literally flirting with the woman that's while his while his like 60 year old wife is trying on dresses Mm. that do not fit her bless her and then you've got you've got that um, shows hilarious you've got no neck eds and and rose oh my god you need to just you know what i do i sit down on days when i'm bored and i watch youtube best bits of all the different couples (laughs) it's absolutely it's phenomenal but it's so funny how like you know this is this is a show on tv and it's a program but then you've got like you've got marriage pressures as well yeah on tv it's like a real marriage in 2020 and you've got all these pressures from all of these different countries around the world so i know it's not just exclusive to us and i know it's not just muslims that think this way and i know it's not just arabs that think this way or north africans bruv this Mm. is this is a universal struggle this is russian struggle ukrainian struggle moldovan struggle Filipina struggle, Brazilian, every single, every single culture yeah. has these marriage pressures for sure with their women. So, guys, what what do you think about like these kind of marriage shows that have been popping up, like Love Is Blind, um, and there was like that other one, Married at First Sight, as well, where they essentially have a they have a arranged marriage but it's basically made to seem out cool but then when people in our culture have like marriages that are arranged and we're not saying forced marriage arranged marriage mm. um it's like oh my god so oppressed how can you marry Girl, someone that's like that, that you don't know oh my god yeah, oh my god all that shit that is called cultural appropriation yeah like, down to a t it's it's cool when a white person does it but it's not cool when we do it yeah, and it's literally when a white person does it, it's made into a show and put on Netflix. And when we do it, it's oppressive. There was the, yeah. the Indian uh, arranged marriage show. That <gasps> it's one, so good. It's so, it's I finished so it. good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. So basically, it's like it's oh my god in India. She's like, I, I forgot. And she's like, I'm from Mumbai. And she says to everyone. Um, but Dima, I think. Yeah. And she basically um, hooks people up together from like either from India, from the States to the UK. She like has a whole CV stuff and you just give her specifics and she finds the right person for you. Wow. And then she... Um, like, oh, where's she at? Because... I know, right? <laughs> but it's, it's like, it took away the stigma for me because I was watching it. And in my head, the way arranged marriages were made out to be, I was like, wow, they're really like full of pressure. They're not, no one agrees. It's just like forced upon each other. But they're completely aware of what's going on. They go on dates and they figure out if they like each yeah. other or not. Like it's completely like technically kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it it's like is. If your parents may... introduced someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's if your friend introduced you to a person, you wouldn't consider it arranged marriage. And those shows, it's just the parents is is it's introducing you because they put a lot of value on like the family as well, mm. on like the family that you're marrying into. Yeah. Like. In Iraqi and Iranian culture, a lot of people, I think it's changed a lot now. Like, there's a lot more, um, you know, interracial marriages and whatnot. But for a long time, and still in a lot of lot of families, um, like, being from an Iraqi family or being from an Iranian family is so important. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be from your culture. You mm-hmm. have to be from the same sect. You have to be from this. You have to be from the same city. You have to know the family. Are they a good family? Are they this? Mm-hmm. Are they that? They ask around. Like, it's just... So, and, and in a lot of other cultures, it's the same thing. And even on that show, it showed a lot of families still kind of, like, value that, of, like, marrying the family and not the person. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 
Well, I think Which is, that, I don't know, weird to me. Yeah, I think that's a good um, kind of point to end on. Just uh, my advice is watch 90 Day Motherfucking Fiance because <laughs> y'all are going to, you know, just have a laugh. Don't feel any type of don't feel any type of way in terms of if anyone ever comes to you in terms of like if, I know we have a lot of young listeners as well and if anyone ever comes to you and talks about marriage and just say to them politely but sternly leave me alone yeah do you know what I mean I'm doing my do own what you want to do if you feel like you want to go down a career path you do that just you know don't listen to the haters if yeah. you want to get married young get married young if you found the right person just everyone do whatever you want and everyone leave everyone alone that's it yeah and don't compare yourself <laughs> to people oh my god At i will all. say this till i die yeah I, comparing I, yourself nope to people yeah. yeah you will have your time stop it let yeah. other people have their time that's yeah. it yeah anyway all right thanks, guys. guys thank you we love you Salma. we're gonna miss we're gonna you, miss you. We're gonna miss you guys. and you're always welcome back thank you i podcast. will be back Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.